This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Aside from the fact that this was an obvious naming of the starter going on, what are you, your general thoughts, though, about the fact that C.J. Stroud, um, I think, to me, so emphatically, I think, won this job. I think he earned this job. This isn't something he's getting because he was the second overall pick in the draft. Well, he earned a job, started working with the first team, second week of camp. Anybody that watched him knew he was the starter. Biggest non-story I've ever seen at a Texans training camp. I'm amazed how many members of national media act like there was actually competition down to the official anointing by D'Amico Ryans. And I thought he looked a lot better these last two games. He had a good series in each one of them. I can't wait to see more at Baltimore. Can't wait to see how they're going to use the weapons. Like, say, Tank Dale, who uh, hadn't touched the ball but on a punt return since the first game, and it was dynamic. And so I can't wait to see Bobby Slowick's play calling, but uh, they know what Stroud's capable of doing. We know he's going to get blitzed and tested like crazy from the Ravens, and then they should get crushed, but it'll be a great learning experience. What's impressed you the most so far, John, about C.J. Stroud in his brief time as a Texan? You forget that first game, and the second is his accuracy. Uh, in that one drive where he was 5 of 6, 52 yards uh, in the loss to Miami, every pass was perfect. He had one that was dropped, another one that could have been caught by Noah Brown, and in this one, the perfect placement on the deep pass to Nico Collins, corner Lante Taylor made a great play to get a hand on it, but Collins had both hands on it after Taylor pulled his hand away, so he could have caught it. But even though it was incomplete, it was perfect. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, none of those guys could have thrown that pass better. And then he got good protection from the line, good play fakes because the running game was working. So the pass to Dalton Schultz, quick one over the middle. And the touchdown to Nico Collins, he got time. He, uh, Damian Pierce picked up a big blitz, and he threw it perfectly to Collins, so he got everybody fired up. Yeah, I, John, when I think of CJ in this this training camp in its totality, I think I think the things that are as advertised with CJ Stroud are yes, the ball placement or accurate. Ball placement seems to be like the new buzzword for accuracy, so we'll call it ball placement because that's what CJ calls it. Ball placement specialist CJ Stroud. I think that I think just the overall maturity of CJ Stroud, how quickly he was able to gain the respect of veteran teammates um, to a man. They all say that he's great in the huddle. He's great in the locker room. Uh, there's a high degree of respect for a player who is so young in his NFL career. Um, so I think those things were as advertised. I think the, the the thing that's impressed me that we saw glimpses of in the Georgia game. But when the scouting reports were being put together on CJ Stroud throughout his collegiate career, it was, okay, what's going to happen when things go off script for C.J. Stroud? Because everything was just so 
uh, on point and so mechanical with that um, with that Ohio State offense. I mean, guys were just you know running wide open. It was very formulaic. Most of the competition that he was going against was far inferior. Um, I've been really impressed. He's had to scramble. He's had to run. He's had to navigate the pocket quite a bit, either in practice or during these games. Um, I've been pretty impressed with his ability to kind of make things up as they go when he needs to on certain plays. And I think, I think, I actually think his legs are going to be kind of an underrated part of his game. Not that he's going to be Lamar Jackson or anything like that, or even Deshaun Watson when it comes to running, you know, Deshaun didn't, you know, he wasn't a running quarterback per se, but he was, he was very athletic and could scramble. I think that part of CJ's game is going to be something that kind of sneaks up on people. So I've been pretty happy. I think the offensive line protects him, John. I think he could have, by rookie standards, a really good season this year. Those those reports about the mobility were about as accurate as people said to me that Deshaun Watson didn't have good arm strength. I went back and looked at his stats, had over 70 yards rushing in one game, over 40 in another, another one. So I don't know what they were looking at. All you had to do was look at the stats to know that he could run when he had to. So that part hasn't surprised me at all. And you're right. He's a rookie. He's going to see things break down. He's going to think he sees them break down. He's going to run quite a bit because all rookie quarterbacks run. All right. So that's CJ. So CJ Stroud named the starting quarterback and all three of the quarterbacks taken in the top four, Bryce Young in Carolina, CJ Stroud, Houston, and Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. They're all going to be week one starters. And we'll see Anthony Richardson, John, here in week two. I think for two teams that finished in the bottom four of the league last year, I think that's going to be a game that weekend that gets a lot of, uh, relatively speaking, a lot of attention from folks just because of the battle of two top four, you know, two top four selections going against each other. It will, just like the Carolina game when you have the top two selections going against each other. So that's going to be fun to watch him play Richardson twice. Now there's a quarterback who's going to run. You know, what he does best is run. And uh, all those guys were up and down in preseason. And uh, Richardson, without Jonathan Taylor, unless he makes some miraculous comeback financially and physically, is not going to be playing in that game, which should be good news to the Texans defense, but they're going to have to they're going to have to play him like they play Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, knowing that he's going to come in, he's going to run a lot, and some of it's going to be by design. John uh, Anthony Richardson, what I learned this preseason, not a ball placement specialist. No, <laughs> he hasn't been. He didn't have enough experience. He completed fifty something percent of his passes. I think fifty-eight. That won't cut it in the NFL. A lot of times that's what happens when you got a big guy with a big arm who wants to show people how far he can throw it and how he can fit it into tight windows and sometimes those windows close quickly and they end up being intercepted.